I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer. Is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Alrighty, let's roll, baby, from the Ringer Studios here on the Hollywood lot in Los Angeles. I don't feel as bougie as I should, but here we are. It's JJ John Jastrzemski. Welcome into New York, New York, right here on the Ringer Podcast Network. And it's been a week. It has been a hell of a time here in Los Angeles. The ramp up for Super Bowl 56, but we had to do an emergency green room earlier in the day. Uh, a blockbuster between the Nets and the Sixers that in many ways is beneficial, as we talked about earlier. If you missed that, we posted it as a pod. That's what we do. When breaking news happens, we're ready for it on New York, New York. Uh, and I love it for both sides. I love it for Brooklyn. James Harden didn't want to be there. And I love it for Philadelphia because they're rolling the dice over the next two to three years. But you had all this craziness with trades in the NBA. And for Knickerbocker fans, I think they were probably wondering, are we going to get in on the party? Are we going to have fun with an Evan Fournier trade or Julius Randle trade? Or is Kemba Walker going to be dumped? And the answer was a resounding no across the board. And you shouldn't be shocked. I was wishing and a hoping to quote a Dusty Springfield song from the 1960s, which is way before my time and way before 90% of the audience's time, but it's a personal favorite of my family's. I think mom and dad like it. Wishing and a hoping. That was me. But honestly, the wishing and a hoping for Julius Randle getting shipped out of town ended the minute Sacramento 
made that trade with the Indiana Pacers for Sabonis and Halliburton. Once that trade went down, there was no room for Sacramento to go and get themselves a big. And look, you could be the biggest Nick, Homer, and optimist on the planet. And I know plenty of them. You can't honestly think, looking at the Randall situation now, the Knicks got it right in the offseason. They had to do it from an optic standpoint, from a look standpoint, all NBA year for Julius. But if Julius doesn't sign that extension, is he getting the same contract after this year? The answer is hell no. Hell no. So this is going to end up being a real down year for the Knicks. And for me, what do I want over the next couple of weeks? I want to see young players play. Cam Reddish, you trade a first-round pick for him. Can I get him on the court? Quentin Grimes, got to play more. Say goodbye to Kemba Walker as soon as humanly possible. Whenever Derrick Rose is back, or maybe even sooner than that, I don't care. It's going to get ugly for the Knicks, I think, over the next few weeks. Because honestly, the best thing for them, and some Knicks fans are going to like to hear this. We had this little conversation amongst the group right before the start of our second show today. The best thing they could do is end up in the lottery. And seriously, in the lottery. Is Tom Thibodeau going to have that sort of philosophy with some of the veterans on his team? I do not see it. With Eric Rose, with Julius Randle, no. I think he is going to want to win. So, no trades for the Knicks. Enjoy the next couple weeks. Last year was so much fun. I was thinking about this year and March and beyond. I got a Knicks team that stinks. I had baseball nowhere in sight. They're meeting on Saturday. Big freaking whoop. Who cares? Let me know when the season starts. Thought I'd have February spring training. I'd be down there. I'd be in my glory. Yeah, forget about that. Forget about that. Syracuse just lost their center for the year, so I don't have a Syracuse season to look forward to. So, so what do I got? Mike McDaniel press conferences? I guess watching Ben Simmons with the Nets is interesting, but, man, it's going to be a long couple of weeks before mid-February and the NCAA tournament. Once I hit the tournament, I'll be back. My positive vibes, even with Syracuse, nowhere to be found will be exactly where they need to be. So, NBA trade deadline over and done with. Julius Randle, still a New York Knick. Evan Fournier, still a New York Knick. To quote Joe Girardi, it's not what you want. It's not what you want. Now, all week, I've been out here in Los Angeles. And I got to say, maybe not amongst our ringer staff, but I did a bunch of hits earlier in the day. You know, you're schmoozing. You talk to this guy. You talk to that guy. The general consensus out here likes the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. That's the general consensus. Why is that the case? I think a lot of people want to be a part of the Joe Burrow storyline. I think they want to be a part of the love fest, basically. I think they want to get in on it. I think they want to be a part of it. Second-year quarterback, trying to win a Super Bowl, super cool, swagalicious, the whole deal. I love me some Joe Burrow. The Rams are a better team. They are better. They have the defensive line that can wreck this game. They got three wide receivers that are terrific. Cooper Cup is as good as it gets. Beckham has been playing out of his mind. Been playing out of his mind. And I've said this quite a bit. A lot of mea culpa is the way of Odell Beckham Jr. because he's balled out since he's gone to the Los Angeles Rams. I didn't know if that would be the case. It has absolutely been the case. You got to credit the maturity, the development, whatever it is for Beckham. And really what he should do end of this year, stay in Los Angeles. But I think it's the Rams' time. They went all in. Von Miller, Beckham, trading for Matthew Stafford. McVay was in this game a couple of years ago. 
if he had a quarterback that was competent, he might have won against the New England Patriots because that was not a vintage New England offensive performance. This is the Rams' time and McVay's time and Stafford's time to go and win a Super Bowl. They're better. The Bengals got some juju on their side. There's no denying that. But if we're going to be fair and reasonable about this and you're going to go pound for pound, who's the better team in this matchup? The Rams are the better team. They check a lot more boxes to me as opposed to Cincinnati. So hearing a lot of people say they like the Bengals this week is music to my ears. It really is. I like the sound of that because it kind of puts me at ease for what we will have coming up a little bit. So it's a loaded show. No voicemails today because we have guest core. And we'll get to voicemail. Actually, we have a Sunday green room after the Super Bowl wraps up. After they unveil the, the trophy, we will do a Super Bowl green room. We'll be rocking. Goff and I are going to do it. Your calls will be involved. So I'll make up for it on the back end with green rooms in the afternoon and then green rooms after the fact. So I'm going to be like a madman. I mean, what else is new for me? Madman across the water. I'm like Elton John. So that's coming up on Sunday. But what do we have on this wonderful podcast? Some highlights from our interviews at Radio Row. Jet wide receiver Braxton Berrios, a favorite of the great Joe Beningo, who's going to join us. Emmanuel Sanders, who was fabulous. Commended my sneakers, by the way. I was very, very proud of that compliment. He's playing the Super Bowl with, like, everybody. So we'll have Emmanuel Sanders on. And then we'll have Mike Golick on, who, you know, I was never an ESPN guy growing up because I listen to music. I listen to Howard Stern. But then, like, when I wanted my sports fix, they were, they were like, they were there. I mean, listen, they were institution in America, he and Greenberg. Whether you like their show or not, they were institution for like 20-plus years. And I like Mike. Smart football guy, really good dude. We'll have him on the preview Super Bowl 56. But Football Friday, last one of the year, the regulars are out in full force. Joe, Art Caesar, Ariel Epstein. So we got covered every which way. Let's start off the festivities. Braxton Berrios up next. Just because you wrestle alligators for a living doesn't mean you should have the skin of one. Say goodbye to dry and cracked skin with Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash with Vitamin B3. Made for 24-7 renewing moisturization with daily use. With scents of vanilla and shea, people will think you've taken up candle making as one of your hobbies. And there is nothing wrong with that. Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash. Shop Old Spice now. So I'm welcoming in the favorite son of Joe Beningo because you became his favorite player. He comes on with me every week, and I think we both have the, like, the love affair with Braxton Berrios. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Good, good. You? When I think about guys I'd rather be in another life, you're on the list, dude. I mean, listen, you're living large. You're in Miami. You're on ski trips. You're hanging out with the Copo sisters. You got it all going, man. Life's good. Okay, Life's good. so when was the moment for you this year where you feel like you took your game to another level because you've been this guy's been a terrific special teams player, but then all of a sudden, dude, you became this breakout wide receiver. Yeah, um, you know, football is a game of opportunities, and uh, you know, finally, when when those came around, I, I made good on them, and uh, yeah, I've I've been the same guy for for a long, long time. Um, just finally, finally being able to show it. Well, the Jets season, offensively speaking, I had Michael Carter on yesterday. You guys are tough. And he is he is a character. Man. He is. He's got personality. He Future in broadcasting? Absolutely. What about you? Uh, we'll see. You'll, you'll we'll, see. We'll see. Right now, you got a lot of football ahead of you. Hopefully. A lot of football. That's so the plan. you guys early in the year couldn't muster up anything on offense. You guys were a tough watch offensively. What changed? He mentioned the idea of your offensive coordinator going up in the booth. All of a sudden, he goes up in the booth. He can see the whole field. 
or was it the idea of a new offense, new scheme, and kind of learning it? You know, there, there there's a lot of things, and you know, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a learning curve with, you know, uh, you have you have a new offensive coach, new offensive system, a lot of rookies playing, um, and there's gonna be a learning curve. And this is the NFL, you know, and and everybody is uh, everybody's great at what they do. And I think what honestly happened is we just got more and more comfortable, we got more and more settled in. And uh, everybody just started executing and doing doing the simple things that we were supposed to do, um, and then that's when everything started to uh, started to come together. Okay, Zach Wilson. So you guys have that Mike White game. You beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody's chanting Mike White. And listen, Jeff fans—they're impatient. They're they're dying for a winner. And you know, I hear some of these stories coming out about Zach's egotistical. He's arrogant. And you guys came out, and you specifically came out and said. Nah, that ain't the case. He's our dude. He's our guy. When did you guys really start to like rally around Zach to the point where you felt like he got a lot more comfortable and confident playing quarterback as a rookie? Well, I mean, he, he was always our guy. Obviously, coming in the whole offseason, uh, he was our guy. And, um, you know, I, I think all of that stuff uh, from the outside stayed in the outside. Uh, whatever, whoever said he was ego, or all these things are just uh, clickbait to say the least. Um, and he, he's always been our guy. We we're fully behind him. Mike White came in and had uh, one of the best games. It's like a Rudy moment, right? It, 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 was, it was phenomenal. And uh, love it for him. He's a, he's a great dude, and he works his butt off too. And he, he absolutely deserves um, to be in the NFL for a long time as well. And, uh, but Zach, Zach, Zach was our guy. And you know we, we rode with him through thick and thin. And he, uh, he's a baller, and he's going to be a baller for a long time. So you guys beat the Bengals. They're playing in the Super Bowl. What was it about that Bengal game that had everything cooking, everything rocking? Did you think that was the Super Bowl team when you played them? They, they were a very good team coming in. Very good team coming in. And, uh, you know, fo football's a funny sport. And you see it every week. You know, the team that isn't supposed to win does. The team that's supposed to win, you know, wins by more, wins by less. And at the end of the day, you got to play the game. Um, and some days you're just a better team than other days. And some days everything's clicking, some days nothing's clicking. And, you know, it's the character and the guys in the locker room that are that you, you claw and fight. And when those days come where nothing's clicking and you find a way to win, those are the special teams. Robert Sala, you played for him last year. I remember when he was the defensive coordinator with the Niners, he's yelling and screaming, the veins are popping through his head. What was your experience like playing for the Jet coach? Uh, you know, he, he, he's that same guy. He, he's passionate. He loves football. And, uh, you know, we, we really lo love playing for him. Okay. You played with Tom Brady. You played with the New England Patriots. You were a part of the Patriot way. What's the biggest lesson for you that you took from your time with the GOAT, your time with maybe the best coach to ever do it, that you kind of have taken with you throughout the NFL? Um, you know, it's pure knowledge. Um, you know, seeing, uh, learning about the game in a different light and learning the game from Obviously, uh, Brady, who's the best quarterback to ever play this game, um, you know, watching him talk about defenses and, you know, the route concepts and what he sees and what he looks for. Uh, you know, that's just that that's that's knowledge that is uh, invaluable. OK, that Dolphin game. So I'm a big Miami Dolphin fan. That trick play you guys ran was that. First of all, that was one of the most wild, crazy plays. I'm like, what is going on here? How did that work? The Dolphins look totally stunned. Did you guys have that in the works for weeks? Did it happen game of? Because I think it's one of the best plays, honestly, I've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, uh, that we had that one. We'd been practicing it for a couple weeks. Uh, they were 
a couple teams gave us that look to do it um, in that situation. And so we had in the back pocket. And then like third and like 21. Third and 15 it's crazy. Plus. I'm yeah. like, how in the hell did they complete that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, teams had tendencies to get in a certain defense. And so we carried that for a while. And finally, we called it. And, you know, when we were calling in the huddle, everybody was kind of laughing, looking around like, all right, well, here we go. We'll see. I mean, it's either going to be one of the best plays of all time or it's going to be a disaster. And luckily, it worked out in our favor. And since then, there's been like two or three teams Everybody's that are trying to do it. I think the Dolphins tried it the following week. I was like, no, not as successful. Okay, you're a free agent at the end of the year. You had great success at the end of the year with the New York Jets. Do you want to be back? Yeah, uh, very, very open to it. Um, look, I, I wish I wish football and business were two very separate things. And sadly, in the NFL, they're not. Um, and there's some things I can control. There's some things I can't. And so right now I am focused on training. I'm focused on becoming a better football player and all that stuff will take care of itself in March. Well, listen, I know a team in Miami. I know, listen, you're well-connected down there. They could use another guy, Jalen Waddle. Just saying, Braxton, just saying. And listen, you have to let my guy Benigno know you want to be back as a Jet, right? Because his biggest fear is that you are going to go back to New England and that you're going to catch 90 passes and turn into Wes Welker or Julian Edelman part two. I think you'd take that part, right? Wes Welker part two? You'd sign for that. Look, I uh, I have limited control right now over all that. And again, there's a, there's a business part of it that uh, I wish wasn't there. Not focused on it. We'll get to it when it comes. Well, listen, I think you're going to get well paid. So tell me about your partnership that you have going on. The Memo Me Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a, it's a platform where for birthdays, holidays, celebrations, graduations, and honestly, even outside that, um, you know, football tips, diet tips, workout tips, anything. You can find me on, uh, on, on Memo and book it and tell me what you want to hear or what, what you want to ask me and you'll get the video. How are you feeling about your Hurricanes basketball team? Big game with Syracuse in a couple weeks. I I'm know. going up there. Are you? I'm going to freeze my ass off. <laughs> oh, Have you cold. ever been to Syracuse? I've never been to Syracuse. You probably never want to go. Guy like you who's tanning, not, not, you not don't itching. want to be there at yep. 25 degrees, right? Not, not itching. You not feeling a, big... a tournament team for Miami this year? Absolutely. I am. I am. I, I just went to the game. They lost last week. Um, but uh, but I, I'm excited. I think they will be a tournament team. And I think they're going to make some noise in the ACC tournament as well. Braxton Berrios, thanks for doing this, man. Continued success. Go Thank get you. that money in the offseason, dude. Go get it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank thanks. you, man. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I'm super stoked as we get ready for the Super Bowl. We welcome in a guy who was a part of my morning commute for a long, long time back in the day. And, you know, he's like a man of many talents. He's a television star. He's a radio star. He's, he's doing all sorts of commercials. Mike Golick, how's life, bro? How are we doing? I'm doing well. I always like when, when people say I listen to him like when I was growing up. Right. You know, it's like. I feel so old now. Yeah, I but you know what, though? You shouldn't. You look great. You look chiseled. I see you now. You're looking great. Like, the great... I feel like the great gives you, like, a badge of honor in many ways. You know? So, here's the deal. I, my wife didn't like the beard when I was heavier, but now that I'm lighter, she likes it. And I'm waiting for my hair and beard to turn completely white. Then I'm going to get, like, a walking stick and a robe and be Moses. I love it. I love it. It's a quality Halloween costume, Mike. There if you that's go. something you're thinking yes. about, if you still dress up for Halloween... 
Yes. That might be a move. That's it. Um, I can't wait for the Super Bowl. Uh, it's funny. I heard some people back in New York trying to make the argument to me, oh, there's not a lot of buzz. There's not a lot of hype. I'm here in L.A., and I think that's just absolute nonsense. you got Joe Burrow. you got a Rams team with Stafford and all these great Hall of Fame talents. The idea of trying to tell me there's no buzz for the Super Bowl, Mike, that's utter nonsense. Oh, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, and you have two teams. Think about this, who have built different ways. The Rams have pushed all their chips into the middle, right? Uh, getting Stafford or turning for Ramsey a couple of years ago, OBJ, Von Miller. They don't have a first round pick until I think 2080. I mean, they just, they just said the hell with the picks. We want to win now. And if they win, it paid off. You look at the Bengals, they got such young, young talent and Higgins and Chase and Burrow and Mixon, you know, that, that, that they're building basically through the draft and it's working for them. So two teams kind of built differently meeting in the Super Bowl with star-studded names. So I, I got to believe there's a ton of bucks. Yeah, it's pretty wild thinking about Joe Burrow in his second year playing in the Super Bowl. And you look for guys, Mike, who have like an it factor about him. Yeah. He's got it. I, I don't know what it is, but like in these late-game situations, you saw it at LSU. You've seen it here in this postseason with Cincinnati. He might not be the most athletic guy. He might not have the biggest storm, but there is an it factor that Joe Burrow brings to the table. And I think it's a major impact that the Bengals are going to have for years to come. I, I think that's the whole thing is you can't define the it, but you know it when you see it. And you see it with Joe. Again, people need to understand, he's the first quarterback to make the Super Bowl after being sacked the most in the regular season. I mean, it's crazy. He was sacked 51 times in the regular season, 12 more times in the postseason, yet he still keeps making plays because he has some great receivers to throw to. He has the ability to escape. He's going to get hit in this game. He's going to get sacked in this game. But they still seem to find a way. So let's see if they can do it one more time. Do you see any similarities to what Joe Burrow brings to the table? and what Tom, I'm not saying that he's going to end up being Tom Brady. There's only one Tom Brady. I understand that, Mike. But do you see a little Brady light in Burrow? So I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not one of those that likes to do that because it's it's unfair to Tom Brady. Totally. It's way totally. unfair to Tom Brady. I just like appreciating Burrow for what he's doing. And what 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 I like the most, listen, he's a talented kid with his arm, but a lot of it is the mental side too, the attitude. And, and he didn't grow up far from Cincinnati, so he knows that town has been decimated, loss after loss. And I love his attitude. But But the key about his attitude, it's one thing to act like you have an, an attitude. It's another thing to have that attitude and have others follow you. And that's what this this team is clearly, clearly looks at Joe Burrow and says, you are our leader. We have bought in fully to what you and Zach Taylor are doing. And man, I, you can't ask for anything more than that. Mike, I'm going to own it. I did a lot of radio in New York when Odell Beckham Jr. was a giant. And when the Rams signed him, I thought it was an awful idea. I thought he was totally shot. I thought he was a me first guy. I, I did not know if it would work in Los Angeles and I own it. I couldn't have been more wrong because the Rams to me are not playing in the Super Bowl this Sunday without Odell Beckham and what he's brought to the table. Did you expect this out of Beckham from the get go? No. And, and mine was more, listen, we all know about the attitude that can happen, but hell, he's not the first or the last player or wide receiver to have any kind of an attitude, but he had injuries. I, I called the uh, the Browns uh, game against Denver during the season, and he was dealing with the shoulder a lot. He was nicked up. So 
and he was hurt in New York. So I was more concerned that he wouldn't hold up physically, that he would have an injury and you couldn't count on him that way. And he has been healthy out there, or as healthy as he's been. And man, he has been absolute money. That's the thing about the Rams. The players that they bet on, the Ramsey, the Stafford, the Von Miller, the OBJs, they've hit. So, I mean, kudos to them, kudos to those players, and kudos to the team for bringing them together. Because a lot of times you don't see bringing all-star groups together. You don't see it working. The Dolphins tried it one time. Remember, the Eagles tried it with the Dream Team, and that didn't work. So a lot of times that stuff doesn't work when you try it for a year or two, but it's it's working for them. Like all you need to know about that dream team with Philadelphia is that they were on the craps table with me in week 18 at Atlantic City <laughs> and Borgata. So the only dreaming they were doing is hoping yeah. for a y'all 11 or a hard six. <laughs> um, Stafford, were you always a Matthew Stafford guy? I always liked them. To me, the Lions were a terrible team. They didn't have much around them. You know, they're a team that's winning three or four games. He goes and takes it to another level where at least they're competitive. Now he goes to the Rams. I think it's been a match made in heaven. I'm, I think he is the sort of guy that's seen the culmination of his career Sunday with a chance to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, I with Stafford with Detroit, you saw him accumulate a lot of numbers, but you just never felt the team was going to do anything. They'd have hope at the beginning of the year, and then they'd lose, and they'd be out of the playoffs by week seven. And you'd be, okay, he's just going to throw for a bunch of yards because they're not playing for anything anymore. So he got his chance, and he got to show what he can do. Now, he had 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions in the regular season. End of the year, those were becoming pick sixes, so there was concern. I mean, how much from San Francisco does Tart the DB? Is he thinking about that dropped interception that may have been a difference? Would we be talking a different team had he caught that? I don't know. But – you just wonder, is he going to give you one or two a game where you're going to kind of hold your breath and say, oh, no, or is it going to be, I, I did the game, I was on sidelines for the Tampa Bay game when he was absolute money in that game until they all just started fumbling at the end of the game. It's funny you mentioned that Tampa game. Were you thinking getting ready for that broadcast, this is going to be Tom Brady's potential last game? Were you buying that retirement narrative? No, I mean, listen, when I was still doing a show and Tom was talking about how long he wanted to play, I thought he'd go till 43. He went past that. So I just stopped. Like, dude can play as long as he wants. So this was obviously, you know, as your kids get older, they get involved in more. Do you want to miss that stuff? They sacrificed for you. I'm sure his wife had a say in it as well. But, I mean, we've already heard Tom say he's been retired, what, a week? And he already said he doesn't know if it's permanent. So it sounds like a guy that maybe doesn't have it all out of his system. And if the right opportunity comes along, we know he can still play great, that he might go back and do it. I mean, he quickly has already talked about this may not be a permanent thing. Okay. We host New York, New York on the ringer, Mike. So a lot of Giant fans, a lot of Jet fans are listening. I give you an opportunity to buy stock in one of those two down-out franchises. Mike Golick is looking to make a long-term investment. Who are you buying stock in right now, my friend? You have to pick one, the Jets or the Giants. You have wow. to do it. Wow. Wow. I'm going to probably lean to the Giants. We'll see what Brian Dayball can do. Um, let's see what talent they bring in. You bring in a young GM as well. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of very interested to see who they bring in around. And is, is, is Daniel going to be, is is he going to be the guy? You know, I, I, I don't know, but it sounds like they're going to give him every opportunity to be the guy. So I I think that's kind of a key as well. I I like what Wilson did, what Zach Wilson did for uh, obviously the Jets, but 
I'm always worried about what they're building around it. They never seem to be building enough around and you keep waiting and waiting and waiting and they, and they just, they never seem to build enough around it. So I think Daniel Jones, I'm not completely sold on him, but at least I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they can start putting pieces around him to see what they can do. So I'll take the Giants. All right, Mike, I know you're with us here on behalf of the Talking to You campaign. What do you guys have cooking? Yeah, well, I, listen, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes about 17 years ago. So I had to kind of learn a lifestyle change, and I lost a lot of weight, that which helped a lot. And I had to learn a new lifestyle. And everything's a team sport to me, so I, I equate life to that as well. So my doctor became my head coach. My wife and, and, and kids and friends became my teammates, and I treated it that way. And I found out that the 34 million people dealing with this in the U.S., everybody has their own path to what they're doing. So I got in the now of technology and with the One Touch Solutions, it's kind of a digital one-stop shop that helps me with my nutrition, with my fitness, you know, whether it's Noom or Fitbit or Cecilia Health or WellDoc, they take all my information and they give me back great information that I can use. I can also chat with live diabetes experts on questions that I have. So that's been, and it's customized to me, just as all type two diabetes people need it customized to them. Got to talk to some former players, John Cruck out of hey, baseball, Kyle, uh, um, uh, Kyle Love out of, out of the NFL about their specific journeys, which are different than mine. So what I ask people to do if they're dealing with this or know people dealing with this is going to talkingtypeu.com. You can hear those interviews I did. You can get all that information that I, I, some of the stuff I shared. And you could enter a sweepstakes to win some health-related prizes like gym equipment. So kind of a win-win situation. Mike, final one. How long did it take you to get out of the morning radio routine? So I'm a guy who did night radio. So it was polar opposite of right, you. Right, You know, I'd be working till, you know, 5, 5.30. And I'd be, you know, waking up at 1, 1.30 in the afternoon, basically like a creature of the night. You guys do morning radio, man. You're getting off at three, four. Like, what did it take? Three weeks, two weeks, or instant? Well, you know, you're close. It took about four. Now, I got up at 4.15 every morning. Only needed one alarm. I was proud to say I never overslept. I never had to hit the snooze. Uh, but I swore every single morning when I got up. I said a bad word because it was early. And uh, at about four weeks, it took me where I still woke up at 4.15, looked at the clock, and went, oh, my God and then tried to go back to sleep. Now, it's a beautiful thing to sleep in. I'll tell you that much. I love it. Mike Golick, continued success, man. Appreciate a couple of minutes. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you, hearing you. You never know when Mike Golick's going these days, right? You never know. I'll be in L.A. a little later. So I'll be, I'll, maybe I'll see you out there. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source. The pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms. Keeping it bullshit-free. All right, we're live. Let's welcome in Emmanuel Sanders, who knows a thing or two about playing in the Super Bowl. Dude, you play in the Super Bowl everywhere, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's definitely been a blessing, man, in my career. Uh, three Super Bowls, but uh, I thought I was able to go four and kind of even the record because right now I'm, I'm one, one in, well, yeah, one and two. So. so you got to the top of the mountain with Peyton. When you think uh, about the loss that bothers you more, yeah. is it with Pittsburgh? 
or was it with San Francisco a couple years ago? Man, it's both. It's both because, I mean, in 2010 when I was playing with the Steelers, uh, I was a rookie. I had two catches for like 20-some yards, right, in the first quarter, in the first quarter and ran a curl out and broke my foot, right? That's didn't, right. Didn't play, he did get hurt play that in the game. Super Bowl. And then, uh, you know, with the with the Niners, right? Like, we were winning that game in the fourth quarter with, like, eight George minutes Kittle left. wide open down yeah, the field, with, like, eight bro. minutes left. And, like, it reminded me of the the Chiefs and Bills game, right? It's like, you think that you're about to win, and then all of a sudden, here comes Patrick Mahomes out of nowhere. You must be sick of, of seeing nowhere. that guy in big games, right? Dude, Enough of that. I had, I had one goal. Most of the time, like... Um, like prior to the season, in the back of my notebook, I have my goals, Pro Bowl, this, that, that. I put one, three words, beat Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's beat Patrick Mahomes, two words, right? That's the only thing that I put. Yeah, three words. I, anyways, yeah. So that's the only thing that I put in the back of my, my, my notebook was beat Patrick Mahomes. Because I knew this guy right here is so special. And he's, you got to think, like I played with the Broncos, with the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes. So I already know what, what I had to deal with with him playing him twice a year, right? The guy is special. So get out, I get out the, uh, to the Super Bowl, he beats me in the Super Bowl. Go against the Bills, he beats me versus the Bills, right? And Take so, me through that game. It's the game of the year in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. You're yeah. playing for Buffalo. You get the lead late with 13 seconds. Yeah. Are guys on the sideline thinking it's over? Man, one of my teammates walked over to me. He goes, man, he's not, he making a lot of noise. And I, and I told guys, like, the entire week, I said, one thing about Patrick Mahomes. It's never over. You have to play in four quarters of football. 100%. You have to play in four quarters of football. And even when they ran over to me, I was sitting on the bench for 13, 13 seconds. Everybody, I, I remember I looked at, at the guy. I'm not going to say his name, but I looked at him. I said, it's not over. I said, I played this guy too many times. It's not over until that, that, that clock strikes zero. And... Um, Next thing you know, uh, he's in field goal range in 13 seconds. You know what I mean? Going into overtime. And, and the minute you guys go to overtime and you lose that coin toss, are you saying we're screwed? No, hell no. no you don't think that? Hell no, I'm not thinking that. You know, obviously. Well, and we I'm, saw it with the Bengals. Yeah, hey, the Bengals I, I, yeah, following week lost a coin toss. I'm our, our defense gets a stop. I'm hoping an interception pick six, right? I'm, I'm not that that afraid of them. And I'm, we got the number one defense. But, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't hold up. And, you know, here I am talking to you guys instead of being at Media Row talking to y'all. You know? Totally get it. <laughs> now, you play with Allen this year. Mm -hmm. And we really saw him kind of come of age. What makes him so special as a quarterback? I mean, you tell me. You already uh, know. I mean, he's a free. Well, listen, I'm sick of you guys playing the Dolphins. Yeah. I, the Bills, they, they own the Dolphins. Yeah. Allen owns the Dolphins. Yeah. He's a physical. Is all, he the most physically gifted quarterback you play with? 100%. Yeah. We all know what he can do. Like, I mean, from a scrambling standpoint, from a mobility standpoint, from you got to think the numbers that this guy is hitting. He's hitting 20 miles an hour as quarterback while he's running away from defenders. Not only that, he's 6'5 and he's strong. I rest. Me and Josh have a relationship. If I saw him right now, I walk into him and be wanting to wrestle. And every time I wrestle him, I'd be like, man, I'm never wrestling this guy again. <laughs> I'm like, this dude is strong, right? And then from an arm standpoint, like, watch out. Like, he'll knock your head off. Like, and it's just a flick of the wrist. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, it's a reason why he's getting paid what he's getting paid and what he's doing what he's doing. And it's a reason why he sat back and said, you know what, like, yeah, I got invited to the Pro Bowl as an alternate, but I'm not going as an I'm alternate. I'm going to Pebble Beach playing yeah, golf. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like I'm supposed to be there as as 
the player. One How was he selected as an alternate, by the way? I mean, give me a break with that. Don't get me started with the yeah, Pro Bowl exactly. voting. You know, Total I'm joke. I'm not going to make my Josh Allen uh, Pro Bowl case, but, you know, obviously next year, you know, he, he, he took all that personal. And, you know, I, I can sit back. Yeah, of course that hurt him. You know what I mean? You want to talk about a guy that was an MVP candidate at first and went from MVP candidate to not even making a Pro Bowl. But nobody on our defense made a Pro Bowl either, but we got two all-pro safeties as well. Now, for you, so, your career, you've been bouncing around. You've been on a lot of great teams. Mm-hmm. You think your future next year is with the Buffalo Bills? You think you're playing elsewhere? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating what I want to even do with my career in general right now. Like that's where I'm at. Like I'm. I'm I see you behind the mic. What yeah, do we think? Broadcasting. Man, you know, my most enjoy. I got a, I got a seven year old son about to be eight on Super Bowl. Man, I love to go to the basketball gym. Is he an athlete? Oh, he can shoot. He can shoot lights so out. So what, what are we thinking? Gym. Steph Curry in the gym. I don't know about that. But right now, <laughs> right now, he's just Princeton Sanders in the gym and uh, Princeton Sanders in flag football. Princeton Sanders pitching on the mound. Is he a wide receiver, on, quarterback? Uh, he plays all of it. He plays all of it. Does he want to be a wide receiver like that, or he wants to be throwing the passes he, he, like Peyton? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to push him to quarterback. You know, what I don't mean? want him to get but you guys get paid, but they get paid that yeah, much more. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, like as a receiver, as a receiver, you don't really control the narrative, right? Like. As much as I try to control the narrative, I got to have a quarterback that's going to throw me the ball, right? I got to have an O-line that can block, right? And so I'm trying to get into more DB. I don't know. But at the end of the day, he's just a kid, you know what I mean? And re- what I'm really saying is I'm, I-, I love watching my son play basketball, f- play football. I played 12 years. I'm, I'm good. Like, financially, I'm good. I can do whatever I want. And so uh, I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm kind of, like, sitting back and, like, just kind of want to enjoy life stress-free so if you walk away, hypothetically speaking, yeah. you got to be pretty damn cool, pretty damn proud of your NFL career. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Man, I used Playing to- with all these Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, man. you think about you started with Ben. Oh. You go and play with Peyton. Isn't- Peyton had his apex with the Broncos having some great years. Yeah. Then you go to San Francisco. I mean, yeah. that's a hell of a career, man, Emmanuel it, it, Sanders. It's been, it's been a tremendous ride. You play golf. I do. Not well. All right, Not all well. All right, but say this. All right, you go out and you shoot a 75 on a golf course. And you're going to be like, yeah, I yeah, shot. I never play again. All right, all right, I'm just, walking. Yeah. <laughs> but say, for instance, you, shot, you shoot 80 on a golf course. You walk away and you still saying, dang, I could have shot a 78. I could have shot a 77. But I'll take that 80. Like, that's where I'm at, right? And I'm good, right? But obviously, with the Super Bowls and everything, yeah, I could have. But that's where I'm at. I'm content with where I'm at. And like I said, I could still go and play another two, three years if I wanted to, you know, but. Uh, I'm just sitting back right now, and I'm just reflecting and seeing where, what direction I want to go, and then I'll go from there. Best quarterback you ever played for? Uh, all uh, all four of them that y'all think about. Right, so you weren't going to give me Peyton. I thought you were going to give me the layup answer there. Who? Peyton Manning. Obviously, Peyton. I played with Drew. See, I forget about it. I played with Drew. about your career. You played with Drew Brees. I didn't even mention him. I'm right. Yeah, I played with Drew. I played with Peyton. I played with uh, Josh. I played with um, – and – Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Peyton who play, Manning. Who played well. By the way, Peyton am I, I going to like McDaniel with my Dolphins? You are going to like McDaniel. He seems like a dude's dude. Man, McDaniel remind me of you. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Except here's the difference. Hey, I, thought, I thought McDaniel would be serving me Starbucks in my, you know, my barista Why, in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, so like, I got that feel yeah. like, with the glasses on. I'm it's telling you, you remind me of him. He's just a real dude, real cool dude, right? And he knows the X's and O's like the back of his hand, you know what I mean? But... This business, you can know the X's and O's, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know how to 
make connect people want, people. yeah, connect with people, and he can right? Do that. Exactly. Okay. And so that's therefore that's why I believe in him because he can connect. And he's the type that'll make you want to play for him because you know that he really genuinely cares about you. It ain't just no, he ain't putting on a show just to put on a show. You know what I mean? It ain't no facade with him. You know what I mean? And so I will play with a guy like that. Like uh, Brian Dable, a real guy like that, any day Giant of the week. fans are going to like Brian yeah, Dable. Yeah, 100% because they're, like they're not, he's not, I watched his post-game interview, probably the first post-game interview I watched of a head coach because I like him. And I, I said, let me see if he's going to be the Brian Dable I know. And he was the Brian Dable I know. I said, man, the Giants in good hands because he's never, he's, he's never, not bullshit. He never will put on a facade. He's New York. He's New York We like New to York. The court. Yeah. Listen, we like New York. Hey, New, hey, New York is going to keep it real. All right, so when I'm walking around New York tough, Kicks World. You got to tell me about Kicks yeah. World. What do we got going so on? So I'm here right now representing Kicks World, KYX World. Um, it's a it's a company which you can, like, say, for instance, if you want to go on a date with a girl. Say, for instance. Don't tell her to my fiance, by the way. She might but be I'm listening. not saying you. I'm, t I'm talking to the viewers. Uh, fiance. Yeah. There you <laughs> no, I'm go. Just so next date I take but, uh, around. But, yeah, yeah. So it's Kicks World, KYX World. But if you want to go to the event, uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to – uh, post a picture on Instagram if you want to get in the social media light and 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 rent some shoes. Whatever you want to do. If you don't want to go out and spend eight hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, you can literally go on kyxworld.com and you can rent you can rent shoes. And, it, and say for instance, if you wanted to rent rent not rent the shoes, you can purchase the shoes as well. Uh, but I what think, are we repping today, by the way? All right, now uh, I got I like I, I, yeah I got the Travis Scott. And song. listen, I got them going. Yeah, I got them oh, going. Yeah, My I sister picked out these kids. Dude, shoes, shoes are the most important. Matter of fact, everything. when I'm walking around, the first thing that I look at, at is a, a person's shoes. Because if I see a person's shoes, I know exactly what type of person I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? Like when they're boring, no, you can't. Do yeah, boring. I'm like, ah, oh, you gotta have I, some flex. I'm like, right? and sometimes they surprise me, but I'm big on kicks. You know what I mean? Like I like shoes. I like to keep my shoes. Do clean. you have a favorite pair? Man, I got so many shoes. How many? How many pairs of sneakers you have? I'm gonna say like over a hundred. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, nice. yeah. My most, I got. I did my I got the Air, in Brooklyn. I get divorced. I got the Air Jordans. I'm such, I'm such a sneakerhead. I paid ten thousand for the Air Jordan Dior. Yeah. yeah, bougie. Yeah, Man, too bougie, too bougie. You didn't want to rep those today. Well, I was gonna bring. You them. saved them for the Super Bowl. Party I was gonna over the bring weekend, them, right? but dude, I, I I wore those. I think I wore those shoes twice. And the last time I wore them, I wore them to one of my friends' house and. I took them off and I wore my socks because I didn't even want to wear the shoes. <laughs> like I bought these shoes and don't even want to wear the dang shoes. But uh, just just from a standpoint, speaking of KYX world, a kicks world, uh, like I bought so many shoes and wasted so much money on shoes because I buy these shoes and don't even I wear them probably once or twice. You know what I mean? If but you they, ever want to donate, I'm a ten and a half, bro. No, you just go to just go to Kicks, Kicks World. World. Come That's on, it. Mark. come on. Hey, just go to Kicks World, rent them out, and save you some money. You know what I mean? I like the sound that. Listen, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders, you had a hell of an NFL career. I hope Thank you're you. on a field somewhere next year. And Thank hey, you. Miami, no, yeah. no state tax, <laughs> baby. Never know. Yeah, never know. Oh, yeah, and they got a beach, right? And the sun, and the, beach. the sun is always shining. It's way different than Buffalo, but I love Buffalo. All right. For the final time, unbelievable. Final time of the 2021, now 2022 season. It's old school, new school with our first year winner, the great Joe Beningo. Joseph, how are you, my friend? I never, never put the word great in front of my name, but I, I'm, I'm doing all right, bro. I'm not doing too bad. I'm watching, I'm watching a lot of old football. Like every day, a new game. It's tremendous. Tremendous. The Super Bowl. Yes. I'm putting you on the spot because so, you are watching some old football games right. and some old Super Bowls. I only watched one Super Bowl so far out of you, like 12 right. or 13. But your and memory by the way, let me is... just, can I point this out, though, to you? The yes, one you Super can. Bowl I watched, 
was your undefeated Dolphins 14-7 win over the Commanders. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> over the Redskins. Uh, so that's the one Super Bowl I did watch. Buddy. And they should have won that game. Can I just say this too, looking back at that game, and I, they should have won the game like at least 28th and up minimum. Greatest, greatest Super Bowl that you've ever seen. Don't uh, don't tell me your team. I'm talking about quality of the game, back and forth. You know, Do you have a favorite Super Bowl? You know, I was at the David Tyree game. Okay, I was at that game. Uh, you know, the undefeated uh, Patriots, and that's an all-time great game. But I, I think the one that jumps out at me more than any other one is the Scott Norwood wide right, wide right, wide right, twenty to nineteen Giants. You know, uh, Super Bowl twenty-five that was. At the end of the 1990 season, uh, you know, I mean, just the way, you know, Buffalo was unbelievable. They, they put up 44 in a playoff game against the Dolphins. I just watched that game now in the snow again. 51 on the, on the Raiders in the AFC Championship game. It looked unbeatable. Uh, the Giants, of course, won, won the great three-peat game against the Niners, one of the great games of all time, you know, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, but the, the defensive, the game plan defensively, to me, in that game, was what won in the game, and that was Belichick, and you know, just allowing Thurman Thomas. You know, I, Carl Banks had told me many times that uh, Belichick went to them and said, "Look, we're going to let Thurman Thomas rush for a hundred something yards in this game." And Banks said they all looked at him. LT Banks, you know, Gary Reasons, Leonard Marshall, they all looked at him and said, "What are you kidding me?" He says, "No, this is what we're going to do." And Thurman had a big game but they destroyed their receivers going over the middle. Andre Reid, James Lofton. And that's really, to me, you know, they held the ball. They had that unbelievable drive to start the second half with about a 12-minute drive. You know, O.J. Anderson, you know, put us, uh, with the uh, stiff arm on Mark Kelso and all of that stuff. So, to me, that's the best game ever. I, I, that's the, that is the number one Super Bowl it, that I believe is that one. Super so Bowl I'm 20. still, I'm a little too young to really enjoy and appreciate that particular right. game. I understand. The Tyree game now, is remember, great. Remember Don't one get me thing. Wrong. Can I just say this too? I've seen every one of them. Of course remember, you have. I've seen every Super Bowl. So. And that's why I love you so much. You in many ways are like my football encyclopedia. I'm, I'm fortunate. The two that I love, the two that I love, yeah. and I'm not even going to give you the giant page. I think it's too cliche. Right. The Steeler Cardinal Super Bowl. Tremendous. I think was a Fabulous, fabulous game because you had the 99-yard interception return from James Harrison at the end of the half. You have the stunning comeback by the Arizona Cardinals with Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, 60 yards, slant across the field, and then the Steelers answering with the Roethlisberger to San Antonio Holmes hookup. I love that game. I'll tell you another one that's great too, Joe. The Patriot Seahawks. Super Bowl. Yeah. Because well, of all the twists. Now, the ending for right. you and I was well, not it, ideal. The problem I have But with so that, many twists and turns in that game, which to me are phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, great game. But at the ending, you know, Pete Carroll trying to show how smart he is by not handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch to win the Super Bowl is, is probably the greatest coaching gaffe in the history of pro football. I mean, and I'm saying a lot with that, but that is the worst call. Ever. I mean, there is no worse call when you consider you're a yard away from a second straight championship and you don't give the ball to, you know, uh, the beast mode, okay? Who had just run, I don't know what he just did with the play before that, he had just run for a big first down, whatever. You had to give the ball to Marshawn Lynch there. 
an all-time blunder, no doubt. And we'll see if we have an all-time blunder come Sunday. All right, Rams, Bengals. You know the theme with yeah. these two teams for me, Joe. Mm-hmm. I have nailed the Rams, even yeah. though they didn't cover against San Francisco. You got big money on, on the wane here. There is an investment. Yes, 15-1 to 1 from the preseason. I, I the investment is live. We right. have made it to Super Sunday. But my kryptonite has been Cincinnati because – I bet against them in every playoff right, game, right. and I've had an egg on my face in every single one of these games. Burrow scares me, but being out here, Joe, you would be surprised by this. Most of the people I talk to seem to like Cincinnati. Like I was asking, I'm trying to get a sense, trying to get a feel. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want to buy into the Bengals. I think they want to buy into the storyline of Burrow. Maybe they don't want to pick the mercenary Rams. Are you surprised that a lot of people I'm talking to like Cincinnati in this game? Well, not really, because I don't think the Rams have a lot of fans. I mean, I know they're playing in their home stadium, but I don't think that, you know, I don't think a lot of people like the Rams. And I think one of the big things in this game, and you've touched on it, and I've been going back and forth on this game. I mean, I, you know, I'm back and forth. One of the big things in this game, and I think it's a factor, is that as good a coach as Sean McVay is, he's a terrible big game coach. I mean, you know, his coaching in, in the Niner NFC Championship game was terrible. He, he, had, he had two challenges that almost cost – that basically cost him his timeout. He had no timeouts with seven minutes to go in the football game because, well, he, the, the first challenge was in the first half, but a, a, just a brutal challenge in the second half of the game that he had no shot to win. So You're not I, wrong about that. You're not wrong. But you know what I like about the Rams from a standpoint of looking at coaching quarterback? This quarterback came here to go and win this game. Oh, they all did. He had never done it. They're an all-in team. Von Miller, Beckham, the whole deal. Stafford, a lot of people want to rag on him. The Buck game, when everything's flying in their face, hook up with Cooper Cup. And even the game against the Niners, you nailed it. They used all their timeouts. They're down 10 points in that game. And he converted every third down. He scored the touchdown when he needed to score the touchdown. And when they needed a money throw at any point this year, Let's be honest, Joe. Matthew Stafford has answered the bell for Los Angeles every which way. And I don't disagree, but let's – one thing, I was starting to forget this about that game. You know, if this guy – I believe Tart was the defensive back. If he doesn't – Interception. I mean, there's a ball. That's the – that that changes everything. You know, if he makes that play, if he intercepts that pass, the Rams don't win this game. We're talking about the Niners this week. So, uh, I agree with you about Stafford. Uh, I've been back and forth. I actually am going to – I pulled these out. Because I'm going to pick the Rams. I got Deacon Jones here. His Deacon, there he is. There, the de- you know, maybe the greatest defensive end of all time. And I did this for you too for the more recent Ram fan, Eric Dickerson here. Oh, right, I love so, it, Ed baby. So, so what I'm doing? I'm going to take the Rams. I'm a little concerned about it. I'm going to lay the four and a half with the Rams. I I don't love the point spread, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams here. One thing I will say, but and I will say this to Joe Burrow or anybody, um, any Cincinnati Bengal fan or anybody that says, well, you know, Burrow's young. He'll be here again. I direct you to your guy. Yeah. Dan Marino, who very similar. Second year of his career. Marino's in the Super Bowl. He's the hot shot young quarterback. Oh, you know, he loses to the to the uh, now. Now he's not, you know. Obviously, Burrow's not playing a dynastic team here in the Rams like he was against the Niners in 1984. And that's one of the great Ram teams, uh, Niner teams of all time. They went 15-1. and one. But that's something 
that you have to like consider. Joe Burrow may never get back here again. So for anybody that says, well, Cincinnati, you know, I like the, and I, this is not why I'm picking the Rams, but you just don't know. Like I said, ask Marino. Ask Marino, indeed. We have a family play for our final pick of the year. And listen, I know I'm on the Rams at 15-1. Well, to That's you all well and good. The Rams You're not are backing better. down the in Rams the Super Bowl. The but they're a better team. Right. And you nailed it. Listen, right. Joe Burrow won a game a couple of weeks ago where he got sacked nine times. Yep. The Los Angeles front can absolutely wreck this game with Donald, who, by the way, is my pick for Super Bowl MVP. Okay. I think he's going to be a okay. force. I think he's going to get after it. I think there's going to be a ton of interior pressure. Donald, Von Miller, and Floyd. And I think Beckham is going to have a monster game. He's been great in the postseason. I think Cincinnati is going to divert all of the attention to Cooper Cup, as they should. He's the best receiver in the NFL this year. He's had a fabulous season. But Beckham, every game in the postseason has made things happen, Joe. I think he scores a touchdown in this game. And I actually think this game will end up being two scores. I do not think this game will come down in nitty-gritty. I think it's a 10- to 14-point type game. I think it's 27-17, Rams over the Bengals. And we're talking about the defense of Los Angeles overwhelming and intimidating Cincinnati where winning at the line of scrimmage ended up being the difference in the game. Look, I, you know, I think you, you nailed it all. Look, this team is ready. This, this team was put together to win now. Stafford, OBJ, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, all these guys were put together to win this now. They're the better team. I don't think there's any question about it. They got you talk about the defensive line. We saw what they, the Titans did to Burrow. You know, nine sacks in that game. If Burrow gets sacked nine times in this game, there's no shot Cincinnati's winning. I think they're going to have to run the ball here a little bit. I, I we'll see what the uh, what the Rams do to try to take Jam, uh, Jamar Chase out of the game a little bit here. I don't know. Actually, I thought the Chiefs did a real good job on Jamar Chase. He did catch that one touchdown pass. He didn't kill him in that football game. But I, I'm with you. I, I don't love four and a half. I don't love four and a half, but I've thought about it. And to me, if the Bengals win, they're going it's, it's, to – if it's a close game, the Bengals are winning. If the Rams win, they're like you said, they're winning by at least two scores. So I got to go with the Rams here. Yeah, and that's <laughs> something to point out. If this game comes down to the field goal kickers, the Bengals have a gigantic oh, advantage. Oh, my God, McPherson, yeah. He never McPherson's automatic. With that said, with that said okay – but that said, I worry about that. See, if I'm the best, oh, you feel I'm like he's due more, to miss a big kick. I'm, I'm, you know, Gary Anderson, 1998 with Minnesota. You know, I, I, you worry, you worry about these guys that haven't missed all freaking year, haven't missed in the playoffs. Man, you know what? They're due. <laughs> it's like me on the golf course. They hit a good drive. Right. I'm You're due for that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, <laughs> we're all due. You know, but. but but you know what I'm saying? As McPherson's been phenomenal. Look, they're not here without McPherson. We all, we you know, let, you know, nobody really talks about that. But that's he's been one of the big keys to them being here. I do worry about that though with these kickers. I almost like to see my guy miss one or two, you know, uh, just so he's got that out of the way. You know I can I mean? understand that. I'll leave you with a parting thought because I had your favorite Jet, Braxton Berrios, mm -hmm. with me yesterday. He'll be in New nice England. Nice guy. He'll be with the. He Patriots. was at the. Well, I mentioned the idea of wanting to be back with the Jets, and Joey told me, I want to be back, I want to be back, but it's a business. You know what that means? Dictate, show me the money. And if the Jets don't show him the money and and to not. some degree, 
Braxton Berrios will be a former member of the New York Jets. Well, they're not. Simple as that. What the Jets will do is what they what terrible losing organizations always do. Okay, they'll say that he's not worth the money. Okay, even though they're and they'll go they'll say he's not worth the money and go out there and spend more money on a guy at his position that's not as good as him, and he'll go wind up signing with New England and turn into you know the combination of Julian Edelman and Wes Welk. So you know that's what'll happen. Uh, I'm fully ready for it. I've already, I've already stricken Braxton Barrios from my my mind as a Jet next year. So this way, at least if he does by some miracle come back, I'm very happy about it. And but I'm in pure Jet fashion. I'm doing what all Jet fans should always do: expect the worst. You're never disappointed. Joe Beningo, <laughs> who has been a godsend to old school, new school. I can't wait to see you on the golf course. We'll be doing this every football season from now until eternity because it's been too much fun. Um, Nice move, by the way, for our New York Knickerbockers to sit there and do nothing. Would have been nice. Would have been nice to unload a couple of these veterans. But But, but, how about about this February and March that we have to look forward to? Well, let me just say Crap weather, the Knicks suck, and baseball nowhere close. Well, let's – okay, let's touch on a couple things here. First of all, as far as the Knicks are concerned, let's be real. They're no better now than they were five years ago. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I mean, they, really, they teased us last year. You know, it's similar to the, what was it? The 2012 seed? Was it 12-13? Whatever it was. 12-13. The with year Mello. they won the Correct. 54. You know, they went to the second round of the playoffs. They they were they almost blew the series to the Celtics. They lose to Indiana. And then they're right back into crapper again after that. That's what's happened. We got fooled last year. Julius Randle got exposed. Thibodeau's having problems with Leon Rose. He doesn't want Cam Reddish. I mean, please, the disaster with the Knicks continues. Uh, before we get to most of the, before we get to the baseball, one other thing. How about speaking of disaster? How about the Nets? I mean, what a joke! You know, the Nets are a freaking joke. They, are they still the favorite? I want to know. Are the Nets still? They were last week. They were. Are they still the favorite to win the NBA title? Ah, uh, they shouldn't be. Should they shouldn't be. be. Now listen, Come they on. did as well as now listen. They did as well as they could have in this trade. Harden made it clear. I want out. Is Simmons playing? Is Simmons playing for them now? Is I bet play- Simmons will be out there within the next week and a half, two you weeks. So? But you know why? I'll tell you why I like Simmons there. You know this, Joe, because you know New York City and the dynamic in this town mm-hmm. very well. The Nets, the, the fan base does not exist the way the Nick fan no. base exists. No, and the way the Philly fan base exists, right. where they're beating down on you, where they're booing you, where they're giving you the business. Right. He could go to Brooklyn. He could play behind Durant. Maybe they get Kyrie back for home games. Who the hell knows as far as that goes. Oh, but, but I think he can blend in there, be one of the guys, and let his athletic talent kind of show off in a secondary role. I bet you Simmons plays well in Brooklyn. That's my guy. Well, I mean, look, there's only one way for him to go at this point. I mean, he hasn't played all year, right? Has he been on the floor this year? He hasn't. No, right? he has not. No, he has yeah, not. I mean, it's a joke. Just getting back to the thing with Kyrie, because that's the only shot the Nets have now is if Kyrie Irving plays every game for them. That's it. He's got to play in Brooklyn. It's ridiculous that he's not. Give me a, It's so absurd. I, I can't even. It's so ridiculous. And by, by the way, when is Durant? Is he ever coming back? Or what? What's the deal with him? Uh, or is I he just resting for the playoffs? Was well, he, listen. What is he resting Durant for? Durant is the least of my worries what, with what that team, What if they wind though? up with the ninth Let's be fair. seed? What the, if they're the, the least seed? of my well, they, they better not. If they end up with a nine seed, they ain't going very far because they're not going to – the wear and tear of going through the postseason right. is not going to end well for right. them. Right. It's just right. – listen, 
field, Nets, I'm taking a field. I'm not taking it twice. Milwaukee and Miami are better teams. Yeah. They're better teams. Right, right. Now, getting back so, to baseball, you know this about baseball. There's no way that they will be playing. Opening day, March 31st, will not happen. So basically what you are telling me, I'm out in Vegas, final four weekend for a bachelor party. Book my tea time at the win. Yes. Have none the Nothing. Have to watch the Yankees and the Mets. That's what you're telling me. I hundred percent. I, I will I be right. I will be shocked if there's baseball March thirty first. Because you know how these things are. And I you know these labor disputes and I've been through every bro. I've seen every one of them, the 81 baseball strike, the 82 football strike, the 87 football strike, the 94 baseball, 99 with the NBA, the full year we had no hockey in 03, 04, whatever that was, year was with no hockey. <laughs> I've been through all of these, okay? Nothing happens until you start to lose games. So I will be shocked if March 31st we're playing baseball. Over under May fifteenth, season uh, starts. Over under May fifteenth. That's a good number, right? I'm, I think that's I'm a good total. Say over. <clears throat> I'm wow, we're playing. So you're I telling me say, on my birthday, this. May the fifteenth, I will not be watching Major League Baseball. That's that's we'll that's. Play, we'll be playing by June first. I'll say that. I don't know about May fifteenth. June first. June first. Well, Joe Beningo, you've been a godsend, my brother. I will see you on the golf course, oh, hopefully us. sooner rather than later. Now you're not going to Riviera and next week? You're not going to show up there? <clears throat> never know. Maybe uh, maybe I got a tea time. Did to you play in L.A.? Are you playing out there? Uh, we are working on that for Monday or Tuesday. I've been so busy here doing all sorts of broadcasting work. You know, uh, work does come work. first, believe real it or work. not. Real work. If you want to call it that. Right. If you want no, to call just, it that. But we've been grinding, man. The Super Bowl, I always loved. My favorite, the Super Bowls that I went to, I love being Radio Row. Was phenomenal. Just me. I love it, man. Oh, just I love it. The idea. Oh, is the biggest crock of you know what? There is buzz up the wazoo about this because it doesn't involve a New York team. Don't tell me it doesn't have I don't buzz. Know how much, I think it's going to be a fun I game. I don't know how much buzz there is in New York about it. I mean, I don't know about that. But you know what, though? It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, like no, Thursday no, or Friday, people are, what else are you going to have buzz for on Monday or Tuesday oh, before this hard trade? Oh, There's nothing I'm going hot. on. It should be. I love you. I will oh. talk to you in a couple of weeks, all right? Much love. Art to Caesar up next. So, from the great Joe Beningo, for the final time in this football season, Art to Caesar is going to join us. Art, the buzz in Los Angeles is terrific. I'm super fired up. Uh, Radio Row has been a blast. Set the scene for me. How is Las Vegas right about now? Oh, JJ, you know, Vegas is Vegas, man. This is the biggest week of the year. There are other weeks that are good. Week one, March Madness, Kentucky Derby, but nothing is like Super Bowl week. And right now, when people start really getting in Thursday and Friday up until kickoff, it really starts to rock and roll. The, the town is buzzing. We also just lifted the mask mandate. So, oh, that's, that's so good to know for when I'm huge. out there final four weekend. I'm sure a lot of people fired up. Dude, it happens today. So, good the cases. Yeah. Okay, good. Exactly. So that's big, man. We're going to get a big, I mean, we were going to get people anyway, but now the people in the surrounding states who weren't thinking about it, they're definitely going to make the move. There's no doubt about it. All right. If the vibe around Vegas is the same vibe that I have here in Los Angeles, I've been telling it to people all week. Everyone I talk to seems to like the Bengals in this game. Everybody I talk to wants to buy into the Burrow storyline. 
I think they want to root for the Bengals, so maybe it's influencing their opinion. I don't see it. Joe and I are a united front. We both like the Los Angeles Rams in this game. Are more of the people you talk to in the pro-Ram camp or in the pro-Bengal camp? Well, you could just start with me. We could be the three amigos because I'm in on the Rams as well. I mean, get on that wagon. Let's go. Now, listen, let's I, go. I'm a guy who's sitting there with a 10 to one future. I bought in August, but that, that aside, I like the Rams too, but you know, I think you hit on it, man. People want to root for Burrow. They want to root for the Bengals. You know, the Rams are kind of like this put together all-star team where, you know, no one's really, you know, except for Aaron Donald, who's been there forever. Like, there's no real face of the team. Like, Burrow's become the face of the Bengals and obviously the face of the league almost. We have taken so much Bengal money these last couple of days. It's been crazy. I mean, right now we're sitting at a 65 ticket, 65% ticket count on the Bengals on the point spread, which is not normally what you see on the underdog in the Super Bowl. That People are more apt to take the money line, but we're taking point spread too. So people want to root for Burrow. And I think that's a big part of it. I'm curious if you feel the same way. I think if the Rams win this game, they win it convincingly. I think it's their defensive line. I think it's their offense capitalizing and scoring touchdowns. Cup, Beckham, uh, Van Jefferson, you name it. Do you think the game script favors close Bengals, route Rams, or do you see it differently? No, I'm with you. And I think that's why when you look at maybe some of the alternative point spreads, you know, you can get involved. I like that. Nine You're, and a half. What do you think about what is the Rams at nine and a half? What is that going to pay? Okay, me? let me just tell you what we have at Superbook. Rams, okay, seven, Rams seven and a half plus 155. Ten and I'm a half. I'm on that right now. I love it. Ten and a half, two and a quarter. If you even want to okay. get crazier, I think it really is a blowout. Fourteen and a half plus 330. I mean, there is value to be had in those alternative point spreads. I think the I just you know we've said this and we've talked all season I just think the Rams have more talent man they just have top talent I think they're putting it together and obviously putting it together at the right time because they're in the Super Bowl but I just feel like the Rams play their best game the Bengals play their their best game I think the Rams win I think the Rams win comfortably as well let's get to the total so we even had it higher when we opened it right as championship Sunday happened we had it at 51. Okay, so we had 51. Yep, we're sitting at 51. And now listen, that initial number gets bet, bet down quickly. I mean, within an hour, we were at 50. So, you know. Coming in a, on the under. They're always going to come in on the under 1,000%. Not, yeah. not only are they there, but they're there right away knowing we're going to release a line. And they do that, you know, whether it's week six or conference championship week. So they're ready to pounce. That number moved very quickly. I mean, it's been 40. Ever since it settled at 48 and a half, it's been 48 and a half, and it's been 48 and a half around town. I mean, you can't even find a variation of 49 or 48. So I think when the public gets here today and tomorrow, they're going to be wanting to take you over. You know that. That's the way it is. I think there's some value on the under. I actually even don't mind under first half 23 or 23 and a half. Maybe a slow-moving game a little bit early. So there's always value on the under because the majority of the bets are going to end up being on the over. All right, prop strategy. There's 10 zillion <laughs> props out there. Um, we've been doing a lot more of these throughout the playoffs. Eric has been with us. 
Uh, Super Bowl week, obviously, Art, is when it's taken to another level. We know that. I've been doing videos at Radio Row with a bunch of our ringer folks. We've had some fun. What is the strategy you like to tackle? For anybody out there who's getting into the props for the first time with the Super Bowl, it's insane. There's a lot to deal with. There's a lot to have on your plate. Best strategy for kind of dealing with and handicapping these props? It's very tough, JJ. At the Westgate, we have 469 props. Oh, my. That's wow. a lot of props, brother. I that's mean, a lot, dude. That's a lot of props. I mean, you know, I, I think my, and I'll say this, and I'm a person, I'm very old school. I think I'm, I think you and I kind of are in line here. During, during the season, I don't do really any props. I just, I'm an old school side and total type of guy, teaser guy. That's just the way I am. Obviously, in the Super Bowl, you have to get involved. I think it's fun. Let's just say, like, you're a fantasy player. Maybe you had a guy or two on one of these teams. And, you know, you've been following them all year. So maybe just zero in on one player from the Bengals and one player on the Rams. I remember a couple years ago in that 10-3 game, I zeroed in on Julian Edelman on a lot of things. Obviously, the one thing I didn't bet, though, was him to win the MVP, which was the dumbest thing ever because he won the MVP. But it's just, it's fun to kind of zero in on that. Like, if you're new to this, stay away from the cross-bet props. You know, uh, Joel Embiid points, rebounds, and assists compared to, like, total points of the game. Don't be betting that type of stuff. Just keep it simple. Bet people to score the first touchdown in the game. Anytime touchdown scorer is very fun, too. So I think if you're new to it, be just keep it simple. That's my best advice. I think that's good advice. All right, my same game parlay that we have here over at FanDuel that I've been promoting all week. I want to see if you're on the same side of this. Rams to win. Under. Beckham to score a touchdown. Cam Akers over rushing yards. How do we feel about that? What is it? What are the odds you're getting on it? Uh, Rams to win. Oh, it's like plus 650 or plus 700. Okay, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I think Beckham is actually going to play well in the game as a Giants fan. So do I. I'm uh, yeah. in on Beckham props. I, I am I'm in too, on Beckham man. props. I, I hate to say that as a Giants fan. It's miserable to see him in this game. But listen, as a guy who's going to pull for the Rams, I hope he does well. The only thing is, it's funny, the Cam Aker one is kind of been like going back and forth. We had it at 68 and a half. It went to 62 and a half. It's starting to trickle up a little bit. But, you know, people have been in on the Sony Michelle angle. A big sharp prop is Sony Michelle over five and a half attempts. People have been pounding that thinking maybe Akers gets pushed to the side, especially if he has some early trouble with a fumble or something. So people have been on Sony Michelle's stuff. Let's get the props you like, though, my friend. Props that we're on board with. The floor is yours. Take it away. All right. I'm going to give two basically from each side here. Let's start with the Bengals. I like Joe Mixon over three and a half catches. He has been right around that number three, four, in basically all these playoff games. I think you'll see some dump-off stuff to him. You know, Burrow's going to get a lot of pressure from that front with uh, with the Rams. So I like mixing over three and a half catches. And I actually like Burrow because this is a sharp angle I've seen. And then when I started to think about it, I go, you know what? I like Burrow over 11 and a half incompletions. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. And, you know, that guy's not going to throw for 75%. So if he throws 40-something times, I like that one. So those are my two in the Bengal angle. I When I look at the Rams, this is an interesting one because you're getting plus money on it. 
Number of Rams to score a touchdown. Three and a half. I like the under at plus 120. They have not had one game in the playoffs. They've had a, they've had one where it's been three, but they have not had any that have been four. So if you get Acres, you get Beckham, you get a cup. Four Rams have to score for you to lose that prop. So I like under three and a half there, especially with the plus money. And I don't think Van Jefferson's going to do anything in the game. Give me his under two and a half catches. Ooh, okay. There's a lot to chew on there. Are we dabbling with any coin toss, Gatorade props, any nonsensical <laughs> props you like for me, Art? You know, it's funny, JD. I've been asked about, listen, the, the coin toss one is like one of the 10 most bet props. People love that prop. I'm and not, I'll be betting it. As stupid as it is, I'll be betting it. Just so you see, know. You know Tails never fails. I'm betting it. That's God it. bless you. I've never gotten involved in, in, the, in the coin toss one. I'll say it's this. It's definitely not one of the smartest things I've ever no, done in my life, I, Art. But you know what? Sometimes Super Bowl week, got to live a little, you know? Well, JJ, before the kickoff, you're either up or down. I mean, you know, and, and you're going to get a big roar in the sports book when that coin toss happens. It's so fascinating to watch that because the roar that happens after the coin toss is hilarious. Now, the Gatorade stuff and National Anthem stuff, we don't offer that stuff in Vegas. That's offshore books. We have never offered that in Vegas. It's just not something we get involved in. Like I said, 469 props. We got way too many other things that we're worried about. So I don't get into those weird, exotic things. I, you know, it, they're not for me. Even the crossboard props aren't for me. Arthur Caesar, Superbook. He has been a godsend, much like Beningo, throughout this entire football season. From start to finish, he's been on the top of his game. Art. Maybe take about a week off or so or two weeks. And I feel like you and I on Ringer Gambling are going to have a lot of fun with the conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament, and Final Four weekend, bro. I'm locked in. Vegas, baby. Bachelor party, games, podcast, the whole deal. JJ, when you were here, obviously, over the summer, and you let me know you'd be here for Final Four weekend, obviously, I got very amped up for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But you and I both know we will take a couple weeks here, and then we will dive right into that fun little four to six week stretch in college basketball because there's nothing from a gambling standpoint. We know the NFL is what it is, but that college basketball stretch is so much fun. We'll have a lot of fun with it, my friend. All right, let's get after it. Good stuff, man. We'll talk in a couple of days. All right. All right, buddy. Enjoy the game. Art the Caesar. And again, our guys have been with us all football season deserve a monumental round of applause. Can't thank them enough. All right. We'll go from Art the Caesar to Ariel Epstein. So we wrap up our final football Friday of this NFL season. We go from Joe B to Art the Caesar and now the prop queen. Ariel, I've seen over at Yahoo Sports. Ariel, I've given you now two full weeks to let all of this marinate, to chew on it. How do we feel about our final props for this 2021 NFL season? You like where you're at? I'm starting to figure out which props are my favorites which ones I'm betting because it's the Super Bowl. However, I'm still pretty confident that I should do well in the Super Bowl this year. I like my props. And no, I didn't bet anything stupid like the Gatorade color. Well, you should have because those are fun and the coin toss is fun. And even if you lose, YOLO, you only do it once a year. Yes, I'm betting on the Gatorade and I bet on the coin toss every year. It's tails. I'm locking it in. Tails never fails like at Fagan's. You should know this. As someone that went to Syracuse, I definitely had a lot of free nights of drinking because of my ability to call heads or tails. So 
That's the, that's the way the cookie crumbles, that's what Ariel. Syracuse You're not talking education. me out of this. Let's ask our parents how much Syracuse has education taught us and uh, or cost them and what it taught us. It, co- it taught us that Tails was the way. Yes, Tails never yeah. fails. That's what I've learned. Okay, so from your prop strategy, are you letting the game script of what you may think sidewise dictate what you were doing from a prop standpoint? People have asked me this, and the honest answer is no, not necessarily. Now, from a perspective of, from a perspective of maybe sides that I lean towards, like the total tackles props, I've been betting more on the Rams side, assuming that the Rams will win the game. Defense steps up. There are certain props though that I bet that could be correlated to the Rams winning, which is the side that I'm taking. It's just that I like the field goal props on the Bengals side, which does kind of contribute to the Rams winning the game if all you're doing is taking field goals. It's correlated bets like that that kind of point in the direction of the Rams. It doesn't mean that I'm taking all Bengals unders, though. Understood. Okay. Let's get to a couple that I like, and then we'll get your full plethora of props, okay? Samaji Piran, and I want to shout out Ben Solak from The Ringer, who mentioned this to me earlier, and he was somebody I had my eye on because of what happened in the AFC title game. I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to hold up in protection, meaning you're going to have a lot of dump-offs. I think that means the running backs in the passing game are going to be very involved. Now, Joe Mixon is an obvious choice. We have gone down that road a couple of different times in the postseason. Piran, though, had that crazy reception for a touchdown just two weeks ago I in the know. AFC title game. I, ha- I know. we weren't happy. We were salty <laughs> about it. We were very salty. I'm seeing eight and a half, nine and a half, whatever it is, Ariel. I think he's going to have at least 10 yards of receiving this game. You buying that prop or not? I could buy it considering the Bengals are going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. They're going up against one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL, top 10 in the league in sacks this year, while the Bengals are top three in most sacks allowed. They're going to have to come up with a game plan for their quarterback, Joe Burrow, to get rid of the football. Joe Mixon is the obvious answer. You're right, though. Last week or two weeks ago in the championship game, I had the over 27 and a half yards on total receiving yards by Joe Mixon. He ends up with 27 because Samaj P. Ryan ends up with the catch that would have sent Mixon over. I'm still really bitter towards P. Ryan. It just wouldn't surprise me if we see him more in the mix in this game solely because they have to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands way quicker than usual in order to be in this game. All right, from a Rams perspective, this is not going to surprise you. I'm all over Odell Beckham Jr. props. I think he's going to have Mr. a monster Mr. New game. York, New York, all over OBJ? No. And listen, after having a conversation with Victor Cruz earlier today, I almost feel like Stop I want to double down on that. Yeah, so listen, I'm thinking... Do they talk? Touchdown. Are they friends? Yeah, they're, they seem to be pretty tight okay. from the sense I get. I mean, whether, whether that's accurate or OBJ not. OBJ told him that the whole game plan is about him. That's why he got well, sent to Well, listen, here's what I know, Ariel. They're going to pay a lot of attention to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup obviously is a beast, but Beckham has found a way in every single one of these playoff games to make things happen. I like the sound of that. I think he shows up in his first Super Bowl. Uh, how are we feeling about Odell Beckham Jr. props? I like him. There's so many promos out for same-game parlays where you get these risk-free same-game parlays. I'm not a huge anytime touchdown fan. However, in same-game parlays, it really does add to more value. OBJ is going to be a really popular play for me in those same-game parlays with an anytime touchdown. He's at decent value at 2-1 to one range. I think it's plus 240 in some places. I like him for the anytime touchdown. I don't mind him for a longest reception prop. 
He's not my favorite longest reception prop on the Rams. However, I do like the OBJ props because you're right. Everyone's going to be focused on Cooper Cup. Granted, the man gets open somehow every freaking game. And I don't know how on earth he's open in the end zone at least once a game. It's mind boggling. The Bengals aren't a great defense. I keep mentioning this. I've mentioned this almost every week since it happened. The Ravens had their third string quarterback in the game a few weeks ago in the regular season. And the Ravens put up 21 points on the Bengals. And the third string quarterback on the Ravens with three days of practice put up over 300 passing yards. This Bengals defense isn't that great. They've made great adjustments. Odell Beckham Jr. has done his own adjustments and he's looked great so far since the postseason began. Ariel, now it's your time to shine. Enough of me giving out props. You're the prop queen. This is your area of expertise. So what are we thinking, my lady? What do we got? First off, I love that we are similarly on the same page for props that I didn't give out. However, I like where you're going. I'm just going to go with a different wide receiver that's very under the radar, and that's the Rams wide receiver, Van Jefferson. He has gone over his longest reception prop of 17 and a half yards in 13 of his last 15 games. The only reason that he did not go over this number last last game in the NFC Championship was because he got hurt in the first half, missed a large chunk of time. There was a deep ball thrown that would have been his. He was just out on the sideline. Second half, Van Jefferson finished the game. He played the whole second half. Unfortunately, every throw that Matt Stafford threw at him was uncatchable. When I say uncatchable, I'm not making excuses. Uncatchable. Van Jefferson has been that X-factor deep threat that the Rams rely on once or twice a game. He's good for two to three catches. He seems to go deep a lot. And uh, he actually is the second most catches for over 20 yards on the Rams behind Cooper Cup. I love Van Jefferson. My other prop that I've been talking about a lot is the over one and a half field goals on Evan McPherson, Bengals kicker. I like that. I like that because they've been stolen a lot offensively. And Evan McPherson doesn't miss field goals area. 12 for 12 in the playoffs. He has been so I mean, if it weren't for the fact that Joe Burrow, unless he literally tears an ACL and throws three interceptions, Burrow is winning this MVP if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Evan McPherson, though, is going to be that underrated. He's not even underrated. Everyone knows who he is at this point. The problem is that quarterbacks always tend to win Super Bowl MVP. McPherson is the reason that this Bengals team is still here. Kickers are so important, and McPherson has been that 12 for 12 again in the playoffs. And inside, he's played in four indoor stadiums this year. And in three out of those four games, he's had at least two field goals in three of those four. He's inside at SoFi. Weather is not a factor. The Bengals are the 20th ranked offense inside the red zone, meaning they don't score well when they're inside. The Rams have a horrendous secondary. They're the fourth worst defense against wide receivers this year. The Bengals are going to be able to drive. It's just when the field shortens up because you're inside the red zone and that Rams run defense is top 10 in the league. Can you score? The Bengals struggle there. That's why I could see McPherson kicking at least two field goals. Okay, so we like Van Jefferson. We like Evan McPherson. I have not asked your pick on the game yet, so I'm going to give you a little background here. Uh Uh-oh. Preseason. Preseason, Ariel. I took the Rams at 15-1 to to win the Super Bowl. I love it. Not life-changing money, but hey, a fun preseason bet to ride and, you know, have something to root for over the course of the year. Well, you know I'm not backing down. I'm taking the Rams. I might double down or triple down and take them money line spread, whatever. Uh, I'm not picking the Bengals. I'm not going to cop out and say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hedge or I'm going to take nah. the Bengals to cover. No, no, Don't no, no. We're that. all in. I'm putting all my eggs in the Rams basket. Are you with me or are you my enemy? Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. That and here's girl. the thing. Before That's I tell you why I like the Rams, 
I had the Braves 10 to 1 preseason to win the so World Series. So did I. I they, great minds think alike. Yeah. And I did not back down. I, even though it was an absolute miracle for that team to get there, there was no backing down. You ride the team, you take them through the World Series, through the Super Bowl, through the NBA championship, whatever it is, you got that Super Bowl future, you ride it. I love the Rams though. Because look at what happened last year. Now, I was on the opposite side, and I took the Chiefs last season. I did not take the offensive line into consideration because I said, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. What's an offensive line going to do to hurt him? He's great. He makes magical plays happen. Super Bowl's a different animal. And when you're up against a really good front seven, like the Bucks were last year, like the Rams are this year, two top 10 front sevens, the trenches end up winning out even though I've been burned thinking about a lot of these teams and how much more well-rounded certain teams are. And yeah, the Rams have turnover issues. The Rams, if they're good, they're good. If they play a game where they're on and they're not turning the ball over, you've got Von Miller and Aaron Donald coming off opposite ends against the top three worst offensive line in the NFL. Aaron Donald is a, is a defensive player of the year. Von Miller? What do you think about MVP for Donald? 16-1. to because I'm thinking about it. It's tough because you really have to ask yourself, is this going to be the same game that they played against the Patriots where it's 13 to three? Or is this going to be the Rams? I get that. I get that. Because if they go and score 28 points, he's not they're going to give it to an offensive player. Unless unless you have like two or three sacks and maybe a strip. Or you you would need lines. Stafford to point, turn Ariel. the ball. So the reason last year, JJ, that I picked the linebacker on the box seven white at 100 to one to win the Super Bowl MVP was because you had to stop Patrick Mahomes in order to win. Now, the pro, they did. Going to give that award to Tom Brady. That, that's right. See, that's the difference, though. I wonder if there is a different criteria for Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady. It's like, oh, Brady I, went if, there. If first you're going to pick a non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP, it's on the rim. It's not on the Bengals. Joe Burrow's winning. If if the Bengals win, Joe Burrow wins. If the Rams win, Stafford could throw the ball away once or twice and lose this award and someone else can get it. The problem is, if you've got two touchdowns to Cooper Cup in the game, he's winning MVP over a defensive player. Ariel Epstein. I like that we have in front. Rams, you're not going to get me... Fully on board with the Donald MVP. That's okay. Go over four and a half total tackles. That's the prop I bet. For one more parting prop before we say goodbye, because I know you have a ton on your list. You gave us a couple you really like. Is the Aaron Donald prop going to be your final parting gift for the football season, or you have something else in mind? If that's if you like Aaron Donald, I'll give you that as my parting gift because I did bet it. I bet the over four and a half total tackles on Aaron Donald. I bet it on Von Miller too. Four out of the eight regular season games this year, they both had at least five total tackles. For Aaron Donald's sake, I'll give you this. Aaron Donald has not had the best postseason. He has had five total tackles in one playoff game out of the three. He had, I think, two total tackles or one to two total tackles or something like that in like the other two games. In the previous Super Bowl run that the Rams made a few years ago, he had two total tackles in the first two playoff games, and then in the Super Bowl, he had five. Even though the Rams lost, Aaron Donald had a huge game and showed up in a big moment. That's why I have no issue taking the over four and a half. And leading into the playoffs, Donald had about six straight games where he had five or more total tackles. That's why Donald over four and a half total tackles is the way I'd rather play him. Ariel, fabulous job. 
Really appreciate everything you've done throughout this postseason. You've been on fire. Um, enjoy a couple weeks of NBA, and I, I don't know what else you start handicapping. Baseball, now. baby. Yeah, but when 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 are we gonna? Have I don't a know. Season? I'm gonna cap it anyway and hope for the best. I, what, so imagine imaginary baseball game. Yeah, I mean we basically did it in COVID. Do you want to go spend some time on like these Staten Island sandlots and start uh, doing? No, I think we've reached the point in our careers where we could just go into an empty Yankee stadium and have like a picnic. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Or if they allow me to maybe hit some golf balls out of the stadium, that would work. Ooh, Top Golf Yankee Stadium from the media row. That'd be nice. Hey, listen, I'm I'm giving them ideas. If they're looking to find a way to get people in the building between now and an opening day, that may not happen. Hey, they should be open to suggestions. Ariel Epstein. Check her out on Yahoo Sports. All right, Ariel. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks. Good luck, JJ. Good stuff from Ariel Epstein. Before we say goodbye to great Jeff Money. Up, JJ. Jeff Money here with a handicapper. Picks are going to be for Super Bowl Sunday. Here we go. Bengals and the Rams. All right. Well, here's some statistics that are going by. The Bengals are 5-0 and against the spread as an underdog at 3.5 to 9.5. To come back with the Rams, they're 4-7. and as the Bengals are an underdog this year, they are eight and three against the spread, and the uh, Rams are eight and ten as a favorite. The Bengals are four and zero against the spread as a road underdog, and the Rams are one and four as a home favorite. And finally, the Bengals are nine and two versus winning teams against the spread, and the Rams are three and six against winning teams. So I'm going to go with the stats. I was thinking over it, it's a hard toss up, but I'm going to take the Bengals plus the four over the Rams. I even think even a little bit. Plus the 166, maybe a little bit of juice on the uh, taking the Bengals even to win the game. I know you're with the Rams there. You know, overall situation, I'd love to see, you know, for you, for you to win. But, the, of course, for the Bengals to cover the four points, it'll be a field goal game. Nice, close battle. Okay, JJ, everyone can always follow my daily picks on Twitter, at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's have a great Super Bowl. Take care. Great job. Your football picks have been a ton of fun as a part of the competition throughout this year. I'm glad somebody picked the Bengals because you know what? I like teased it that everybody I talked to is all in on the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals. Then everyone on this podcast, from me to Joe to Art to Ariel, we're all on the Rams. So we had to even it out some way, somehow. It's been a blast out in LA. I will be staying in California for the next couple of days. Remember, Sunday after the Jason Goff and I taking your calls, reacting to Super Bowl 56. We'll figure out what we're going to do Tuesday and over the next couple of weeks. But, guys, before you know it, the NCAA tournament is going to be here. So, listen, that's the good news about the Super Bowl being in the middle of the February. You know, it gets you closer and closer to where you And maybe at some point I'm going to hear from Leon Rose. I don't know when that's going to be. But, you know, it would be nice to know if Leon Rose actually exists and, you know, wants to engage and talk to his fan base in any way. But, hey. Who the hell knows? On that note, enjoy Super Bowl 56. It's been a ton of fun out from Los Angeles. Ringer staff, just so cool. Can't say enough good things about the people we've run into over the last couple of days. The help I've gotten has been off the charts. So for me to thank everybody, aside from Stefan and, and Saruti, it's, listen, it's it's like, it'd be like the Academy Awards. I'd just be running off name after name after name. But I love everybody. We're killing it. Continued success from Los Angeles. Hopefully that means a win for the hometown Los Angeles Rams. JJ out. Enjoy. Be good, everybody.